here we go. It's the RV Tour again with Lethal. Uh, this week we've got a really great guest, Invicta, from uh, a little uh, well-known company here in Australia. Um, it's, it's something that we all get to sit our backsides on at some time or uh, one or another, um, the Black Duck seat cover brand. So Victor is um, all things Black Duck. Um, I think this guy leads the, the Black Duck uh, from his veins. He oozes it um, and he's so passionate about what the brand is and, and where it's come from and, uh, and, and you know what it sort of means to him and the people of the company that he works for and uh, you know for for a family-owned business to be 30 in its 39th year and, and still going strong and growing stronger than ever is testament to what the brand is and the way that the Australians love it so Aussies love an icon so it's going to be great to have a chat with Victor so sit back relax grab a beer um, and listen to what I think is probably uh, yeah one of the best podcasts we've had so far so um, here we go Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, like uh, growing up um, over here in WA, um, my, my family have links to the gold fields and like central Western Australia and stuff like that. And um, you know, as a young fellow, like the school holidays, it was always going bush, heading out. You know, with with dad, we we had the old Hilux and this and whatever it was we were driving at the time, and um, just yeah, just getting out there exploring. You know, my dad was. Um, I think like all of us, Aaron or I would like to be in today's day and age, he was a guy that could never drive past a road that he didn't know where it went. Um, he had to, you know, where's that gravel road going? Off we'd go, you know. It'd be a three-day trip, but he'd leave himself five days. He was he was one of them type of people. He, he wanted to see every crevice and corner and climb every hill and, you know, what's at the top of that and what's down that road and all this. And I think that sense of adventure has obviously been ingrained in me from that. And, um, you know, to have a... To get it to these places and see these things, obviously a key ingredient is is a capable four-wheel drive as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, grew up doing that and that was where my, my passion for it really um, come from and, and just getting, uh, you know, just this country has so much to offer, you know. You, you can be driving in, you know, recently my, my wife and I travel a lot. Uh, we were up in a place here in WA, the Kennedy Ranges. You know, you're up the top of a place, you feel like you're in an entirely different world 
three, four hours later, I had a line in the, you know, water fishing in, in something that looked completely different. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah it's, you just can't not fall in love with it, I think. I think a lot of people want to get a taste for it. So that's what sort of started me off in it. And then I spent many years doing car parts and just working around the industry. And I did some involved, you know, in the mining, agricultural, oil and gas, various things, but ultimately ended up coming back to, um, to four-wheel drive. You know, that's where my passion is. It's something I can sink my teeth into and, um, you know, work is... Um, is always a lot more enjoyable if you can offset it with something you're actually passionate about. You know? Exactly. So. Yeah, it, 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 exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. If you can do that on the weekend, but do it during the week, it just makes that weekday job just that much easier. So, so it sounds like you've had a great experience with Dad and, and now obviously with your partner. And, you know, like you say, there's so many tracks. I've got people who I've spoken to with the RV tour now that are, they're on their third lap and still haven't seen this country. You know, exactly, um, exactly. You know, there's bloggers and people out there now, everybody's doing it. Um, the people got bite when the, the, that great word COVID came about, you know, and, and they've gone out and about. And people now realize that they can work from their vehicle or, or so forth as well. So, yep. um, and that was, that was like, I guess, in a roundabout way, it was a very weird uh, silver lining that I think we could all probably do without, but it's been a blessing in disguise is that COVID thing and how it made so many people look in their own backyard where they hadn't and, and are really appreciating it and getting out there. And it's just been conversations with people that are new to it and, and are and just getting experiencing it for the first time. It's, it's really cool seeing seeing that reaction from people. Yeah, great. All right, so that's that's you and that's where you've got to. And obviously now you work for this massive company. And, um, you know, again, it, it's never been, it's not always been a massive company. Um, it's, it's certainly growing. So... Maybe we go back a little bit and, and, you know, where did it come from? How did how did that duck originate? You know, it's um, yeah. all sorts of myths and, and uh, <laughs> you know, no late night stories around, you know, campfires and so forth of how people get logos and so forth. But how did the black duck come about? Yeah, well, I mean, the, um, the, 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 the brand itself um, started in Narangara. Uh, which is a uh, town, a rural town in the southwest of uh, WA. Um, so people would, you know, you'd say sort of between Esperance and Margaret River in the middle there, so I think down in that southwest region. Yep. Um, you know, it started about um, our founder, um, Phil, was, you know, working with a lot of sort of canvas and tarpaulins, reupholstery, things like that, um, and, you know, got approached um, by a farmer and, and, you know, he wanted to cover for his tractor and, you know, because I think, you know, a lot of us remember like those tractors had that, um, you know, the, the old vinyl covers and stuff on yeah. them. And, and once the sun got to it and it cracked and it fell apart, you know, they were, you know, the, the cushion was probably still good enough. But, you know, again, farmers being thrifty and that, you know, a lot of these guys, they just wanted to chuck something over it so that the um, sharp bits of vinyl weren't poking into the leg anymore or, and that, you know. Or, or burn the backside when you sat on it. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you know, someone's obviously asked Phil, um, you know, look, can you make me up one of these and make it a little bit, little bit more presentable and get a few more years out of it? And he's like, yep, mate, we can do that for you. And then, you know, uh, again, as is the case in these smaller communities and rural communities, word of mouth kicked in. You know, yep. obviously someone's come around all mate's place and seen it and gone, geez, that looks pretty pretty neat. Where'd you get that from? You know, so then another one and another one and another one. And um, before you know it, you know, 38 years later, not, not, it is, you know, here we are. But that was the very humble beginning. So, yeah, it, yep. it did grow from that. Like I say, they were doing other stuff. But then, you know, identified a gap in the market. You know, obviously the demand was there. Um, you know, we're getting very quality feedback and that about it. And so more and more and more, they found that they were leading into that. So the company was obviously under a different name at that time, but then when they branched into it, they um, 
order to come up with a name for the seat covers. The, the name black duck itself uh, is derived from cotton duck, which was a term uh, in the military and farmers largely um, to refer to canvas because the water runs off like a duck's back. Oh, okay. Oh, I, so I have heard that water runs off a duck's back. Yeah, so there's, the right, t- there's a tie in there, yeah. So what yeah, you call it? Cotton, so what'd you call it? Cotton, cotton duck. duck. Cotton oh, duck, okay. which yeah. is a, um, yeah. Was, was know, that a real was, word or a slang word? I think it was slang. I think it yeah. was something, you know. And, and in, in typical Australian sense, you know, we take a word canvas, which is five letters long, and we make the slang, you know, ten letters long, which is, uh, yeah, no, so I, I don't know about it being a shortcut, but, yeah, slang, yeah. it was cotton duck. So apparently pretty, yeah, pretty common term, uh, military and farmers, uh, that sort of stuff uh, back in the day. So they derived the, the, the duck part from that name. Yep. And then the, um, <clears throat> uh, the black duck, is referring to like a species of um, duck that was native to that area. Um, sorry, excuse me. Can't You're right. The exact part. The, the, sorry, yeah, the Pacific black duck, which is what is on our logo, and that yep. is one that is uh, that is a duck that is commonly found down in that region in, in West Australia and down in the southwest. So, oh, okay, so um, that, that's they incorporated that broke up the word yeah and and there's lots of little things that we've done to homage to our brand like the uh pacific duck which you know pretty normal looking duck on the outskirts uh, from the exterior but they have the slight teal uh green feathers and through our social media and our marketing and stuff like that you'll see that we use that color green and that's another little subtle hint towards the name sort of thing yeah and just ties it all in together yeah exactly exactly exactly. so when did the black duck come around or when did you know, was, uh, that I would have to ask Phil, I don't know precisely, but I would say it was cemented as the firm brand name that I moved forward with around about 1988. So I'd say the brand established in 84, but from about 88 onwards, it was sort of firmly known as, as, as Black Duck. It had sort of established itself and was really starting to pick up some momentum. Yeah, cool. And then they obviously realised that this is becoming a bit of a beast and uh, they needed to grow or... And what made the move? Yeah, yeah, it was that. Uh, yeah, it was that. So um, it was around about um, oh, the early 90s when we started expanding out into trade shows, you know, uh, getting our reach out there more, very much at a still an agricultural level. So when we say trade shows, things like field days, things like that, you know, really big in the regional agricultural communities. Um, we have a lot of large ones here in WA, Queensland, all those places. I know that they're, they're big events for that, that local area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we started doing more and more of that. Um, then we, you know, the demand was there. And so we started upgrading to like specialised cutters, equipment, you know, and, and started really, you know, pushing ahead and trying to, um, you know, get more advanced and, and yep. really push our capabilities and abilities and, and, and what we can do. Um, and then it was probably around about, I think it was 1998 that we expanded into a bigger business. So we were still um, still in Narangra up at this stage, yeah. uh, but it reached a point now where, you know, we had a team of employees. I think we're up to 12 employees at that point, moved into a bigger building. Um, so you could see the momentum was there, you know, the, the, the business was growing. And at this point too, it's worth mentioning, so I should have said earlier, um, it is very much a family-run business. So yep. at that point in time, you know, you know, everyone was working there. You, you, the, the sort of founder of the company, you know, his sisters, their, their family, their kids, yep. everything, very much a family thing. Um, you know, so still, yeah, still very, very, very much like a, 
you know, a team effort sort of thing. They're not to the point where we're expanding out and hiring everyone. It's still very, you know, everyone's invested because they feel it's their name and that, which I think is what went a long way to the brand establishing in those early years too is, is you know, yep. it was this sense of pride. You know, it was a family right. endeavour. Yeah, which also relates back to its community as well. The communities like to see, you know, those family-orientated <laughs> businesses grow, et cetera. So, yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, you're in a small town and, and, and yeah, okay, you know, I can drive 200Ks to the city and, and get something cheaper, but, you know, more often than not, you know, they, those towns, they, they're going to support their local guy because they know, you know, everyone helps each other. So, yeah, a big part of that as well. And like I say, quite a big area there. So a lot of really good support and that from the various regional communities and had a product that, that you know, they people needed and used, were happy to support, but it was also a good product that they could get behind. Yeah, cool. Cool. So... You're in the late 90s, business is starting to get going, and the four-wheel drive industry obviously hadn't even started to boom back then. Um, you know, it was still the four-wheel drive industry was more the mining industry and, you know, those sorts of things. So obviously, you know, that's the, that, the next phase. But, you know, what? how long before they really started to go, oh, my gosh, what have we done? <laughs> We've created a beast. Yeah, I think because especially in the early early days, like we say again, just going about the regional thing, like a lot of it was uh, agricultural equipment, tractors, you know, farming gear, all that sort of thing. And then you know, the also doing one for the for the Hilux, the Navara, Land Cruiser, the things all these guys run around the farms on. And um, but yeah, like I think it was in nineteen ninety eight. Um, you know, in that year alone, and this is when we've got 12 employees and they did over three and a half thousand seat covers in that year alone, um, which is a pretty massive effort considering, you know, the, the team and that sewing. sort of, that's a lot of sewing, you know, and, and that's something again that uh, I think a lot of people, you know, look, I know even myself when I came here, um, I think some people have a bit of an image in their head that there's a bunch of robots out the back spitting out seat covers, but it's not. There's yeah. people, there's bums on seats and it's all done by hand. It's, it's still very much a very hands-on process. So um, while we've got a lot more advanced and there's a lot more tools and things that have made things easier and streamlined it, it hasn't actually strayed from the core process that drastically. And, you know, when you're talking about something that's coming up to 40 years old or 39 this year, um, to still have so many elements of the original technique is um is is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, and and it's still that Australian brand, you know, it's still yeah, it hasn't um you know been piloted. It's something yet, we've so. something yeah, and it's something you know I think like most Australian-made companies, you know, we do wear that as a bit of a badge of honour. Yeah. Um, and a, but a responsibility comes with that too, you know, and that's something we don't underestimate. We know that you know if we're putting our name and our country's name and everything that we hold dear to it, and, and everyone does. There's a level of quality that that has to accompany that, and yep. um, you know I think that keeps you. Yeah, it does. It keeps things in perspective, and, and you know, and it gives us. You know, we know what we're trying to be, and that is the best in the business, and, and be a, a company that everyone can be proud of. That's Australian yep. made. Yep, fantastic. So, so the growth moving, you know, into the next phase. Obviously, is it's it's a product. I know myself. I've been around this industry for a long time, but you can walk into an ARB store, you can walk into a TJM store. Or, um, you know the, the brand just rolls off the tongue. It's, it's people. You can buy your, you know, I don't want to say the word yum jar, but you can buy your cheap seat covers for your vehicle. But if you want something, you're spending 120 grand on a 79 series, or you're spending, you know, 60, 70 thousand dollars on your your Ranger or so forth. You want something that's going to protect the integrity of that vehicle internally, so that down the road, if you do tend to sell it, 
you know, you can pull the seat covers off and they still look good underneath. Yeah. And that's a big part of it. Like, obviously, it's imperative in, like, the mining and fleet worlds and that where these guys are holding cars for 18 months, but it should never be undersold for, you know, like you said, people doing big laps and that, you know, you're driving around. That That's your car. That's your home at, at that point as well. Right. It's an extension of your home. Um, it's also something that you've spent a lot of money on to enable you to go and do this trip and stuff. Now, everyone's different. Some of these people come back, sell the cars, go back to a small lifestyle, whatever it is. But those covers, when you're out there, it, it, it's protect. It's it's not only it's protecting the resale of your vehicle Correct. as well, and that's yep. a major part. And a lot of people probably don't realize how expensive it is to replace the seat. Luckily, not a lot of people have done it because they'll just go, "Oh, well, I'm just going to have to cop it on the chin with the yep. sale." Yep. But if you did go to the extent of, um, you know, saying, "All right, I'm going to change this seat," and you know, it's it's uh, it's quite a costly endeavor to um, replace an entire seat and a thousand odd dollar set of seat covers is a pretty cheap insurance policy yeah and that's the thing you know and it is i think you know there's it's 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 a saying that gets thrown around a lot these days but you know again like we say with the australian made name and that and you know we're aware that it's um you get what you pay for um, right you know we 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 back our product 100 percent um we stand by it 100 percent um and we 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 got we need that quality and stuff there and, and because people like we say we we know we're a big investment and that's the way we we're an investment you know it is an expenditure but it's an investment in your vehicle and the and the resale so that you know you're making sure that you're protecting it and you're getting a return but also we've obviously gone out of our way to get that balance you know we could just make some loose fitting covers that'll just slip over and you know probably do you know an okay job and and, and still help you with your with your resale and stuff but you know I made the comment uh, before is. Um, this was a previous car. It's, uh, you get a new car and you put a seat cover on it and you feel like you're just keeping the car nice for the next person and not yep. getting to enjoy it yourself. Yep. When you're going and buying these baggy, you know, <clears throat> um, seat covers that do nothing to complement your vehicle, that's probably true because you've got yourself this nice vehicle and you put something sort of, it's not nice over the top of it. And, uh, sure. That's why, you know, with the tailored fit, the nice material, the, the sleek design and everything, you know, we, we, we want something that's going to protect, it's going to look after your vehicle, but at the same time, we want it to be a complement to your vehicle as well. We know that people have a sense of pride. We still want it to look really good yep. um, and that. So, you know, it's finding that balance and we and we, and we feel we've achieved that. And, and that is why the brand has got as big as, as it is. And it's why it's so well known. And that is because we're able to deliver on both those fronts. You, you've got the peace of mind, but at the same time too, you're not looking like you're throwing a Hesham sack over the driver's seat sort of thing. No, and, and that's, that's the great thing about it. And I think, you know, the, the neutral colour sort of just plays to every vehicle as well. You know, it's, it's you know, the, you couldn't go putting pink canvas seat covers in a vehicle. If you want that, you're going to buy something else. But the neutral colour certainly, you know, I had a set on my uh, patrol and, oh boy, you know, I threw everything at it. And I can tell you now my eldest grandson threw everything at it as well. And, yeah, when, you know, like I said, when I went to get rid of it and I pulled the seat covers off, seat covers looked terrible, gave them a clean, and they were as good to put back in another patrol again. You know, if you wanted to, but um, yeah, they're just, we have, just such a, a reliable, yeah. robust product. We do have quite a range. Yeah, sorry. we do have quite a range of colours in our in our canvas, so there is options there. Our other material we have uh, four elements. We're just having the black and grey, but um, yeah, you sorry, you made me laugh. I uh, you remind me of a thing. I had a guy at the four wheel drive show, the Perth one we did just recently, and, and he came up to us and he, and he showed me a, a picture of his seat covers. And you know, at first, I was a little little alarm. They looked, looked quite distressed, and he said, "Oh," and he said, "No, no, don't worry. 
I've done all the wrong things. I've washed them over and over again, and I'm not supposed to. They're canvas. I throw them in the washing machine. He's basically telling me everything I never want to hear from a customer. <laughs> yep. They looked, they looked, they had gone a whole different color. And, they, and he said, he goes, it's all my fault. He goes, but they still hold up. He goes, I still put them on. I throw them on. Me and the kids were in the surf and the beach. He's like, I basically gone out of my way to try and wreck these things. And, you know, they're, they're still holding up. Obviously, he wasn't as bothered on the aesthetic sort of side of the things because, like I say, he'd, he'd gone and discoloured yep. them. And like, and like I say, by his own concession, he's like, I've done all the wrong things. I know I'm not supposed to put canvas in, in a washing machine, but I was just like, ah, give it a crack. And he said, no, honestly, I, I, I was fully expecting, kind of trying to justify really wrecking them to, to order a new pair. And he goes, and I can't do it. I can't talk the wife into it. She keeps telling me they're still together. Yep. So you yep. did get a good chuckle out of that. It was quite a fun chat. It's a good it. chuckle, but it's a good uh, testament to the product too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not designed for it, but uh, they can still handle it. So, that's always so good probably for the the, uh, the listeners in, in, you know, time frame, but, you know, Ford or Toyota or something, yeah, they bring out, you know, uh, they've just bought the 300 series out. But, you know, what, what sort of time frame from the time that, Toyota announces, hey, we've got a, we're launching in Australia December 1st, the, the, the 300 yep. series Land Cruiser. To when can you buy a set of, go to your local four guys store and buy a set of seat covers? Yeah, I mean, we are always endeavouring to have them as available as soon as possible um, for those major vehicles. Um, yeah, the most recent one would be the Ford Ranger, um, probably the last um, big release. And you know, so part of that is the, the availability is obviously directly related to the availability of how soon we can get our hands on one. Yep. Um, and it can change time from time. You know, we have a lot of, we have a good relationship with a lot of dealerships, even directly with these brands um, or accessibility to vehicles through through other avenues and stuff. But a lot of these brands and dealerships work with us. Um, but you do get times, and like I say, with a vehicle that was so heavily in demand, um, like the Range or the 300 being another prime example, because, you know, it was due then and then that got pushed back and pushed yeah. back and pushed back and pushed back. Um, and so when the vehicles did start becoming available, even the dealerships were like, I can't keep this thing in here for you for a day. The customer's been waiting for it for three months. Like, whereas sometimes they would make it available to us or they'd have spares on hand, whereas everything was pre-sold. So, um but from the point that we get our hands on a vehicle, and uh, we have all different ways of doing so, but um, patterns, it depends on the complexity. Patterns are getting harder to make because, of course, seats now are getting more ergonomic, more curves, more yep. shapes, more lumbar support, um, also adding in a lot more details, the change in the headrests and that, you know, it's... Um, I think our patents team would love it if um, everyone took a leaf out of the uh, Toyota 70 series book because then we could just you know, <laughs> run the same seat cover for about 20 years. But, the same change, uh, the same stitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's, That's essentially it. what they run with. Um, we would love that. But, um, you know, um, yeah, it can. So the the Raptor be a prime example you know it's 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 a it's a their top of the range model it's got like you know it's got the sort of sporty seats and that so there's a few more curves nooks all these sort of things but the the team can uh pattern it um in you know take them about a week sort of thing and then from that then they do they'll sew a test one they'll try it they'll put it on and then they critique it from there oh yep we can take this in here we need to bring this out there much like um but there is a lot of lot of trial and error, um, and you know our two different materials um, 
often need just slight little dust rinse between them because of different thicknesses of material. So there's, yep. there's all kinds of little finite sort of details that go on in the background. But, yeah, depending on the, the car and the complexity, um, you know, a pattern can take from a, from a week to, to two weeks. Um, but, yeah, around that part mark sort of thing. But, yeah, yep. it's, um, really, like I say, it comes down to the complexity of the, of, of the pattern and how new it is and sometimes if there's something different. So, you know, vehicles now are all changing uh, with, you know, the, the dual airbags, you know, things like that. And yes. so we've got to make sure we're updating on that. Obviously, safety yep. is absolutely number one and paramount. Um, and we have our processes and procedures and, and that around how we do that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then something and changes. Got the ADR as well. Yeah, we've got to be careful. And so then something changes and we've got to make sure. And, sure. you know, so sometimes something slow down in, in areas. But, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where we want to get them out as fast as possible, but at the same time we don't want to rush out an inferior no. product. No. Um, and, you know, and our customers are usually pretty good in that regard you know we keep them in the loop because as we do you know you start getting inquiries oh when's when's this going to be available and it's, it's usually you know they've pre-ordered something and they and they want to know it um we have sad circumstances though where we've had people local uh and they've reached out about a new vehicle and said hey i'm getting this on this date and we've looked at our schedule and gone well that's pretty much bang on as soon as we could get a hold of one and so then we've asked them if they want to you know loan us the car and we'll make them a pattern and stuff and then we do something to look after them and yep. so you know you can lean on your community and stuff as well so yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's, it's it's good so obviously we you know we talk a lot about four-wheel drive but the, the the rv tour um, the podcast which you know i love and we're getting good respect but a lot of that is volkswagen uh, mercedes-benz Iveco mm -hmm. daily fit Ducato. Um, you know, they're, they're motorhomes um, hmm. as well, you know, and, and it's a big part, you know, I, I would say it's probably getting as big a part now as the four-wheel drive industry. Um, the people that don't want to tow the caravan anymore, they want to have that one-stop shop that yep. they can, you know, it's, it mirrors their house and they've got the comforts at home. So can we get, you know, black duck for them? And yeah, so with the rvs particularly you will find that we have patterns for the majority i would say of the driver and passenger bucket seats so basically up in the cab sort of thing your main part at the front when it comes to your seats in the back more like in your caravan around your chair things like that that's not ones that we really delve into so much it's, it's more the the ones that are directly related to the vehicle and, and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, your buckets and then if there was a second row like some of the Avecos do, I don't know if I've seen an RV that way, but things like that, but not so much into the, uh, I guess you'd say not so much in the leisure part of the RV, but definitely yeah, the house up in the, side of up in the uh, habitat. Yeah, yeah, the house side, yeah, but, yeah, in, in the vehicle side. Um, but, yeah, we do... Uh, we do the Ivecos, we have a range of uh, Mercedes, you know, we have, uh, um, I see a lot of people now going for that, I guess you'd call it the happy medium between four-wheel drive and RV where they're getting these Isuzus and dropping cabs, basically making like a big four-wheel drive um, RV effectively. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, all the Isuzu NPRs, you know, there's a whole range. And um, what we do do is uh, we don't make covers for every vehicle. Obviously, there needs to be a demand there. But if yep. we get enough inquiries, we log all our inquiries, we have a look. And then if we see it, then we'll be like, oh, cool, we're going to bring this in. So while we are primarily releasing patterns for vehicles that are just released, um, sometimes we might, you know, we, like we said, we've got to see the demand is there in the request, but we might sort of, you know, so it's 2023 now, we may be releasing a pattern for a 2022 car at some point this year because now over the 12 months we've gone, all right, there really is a demand there. Yep. And, and that is something that 
probably like you say, I'm seeing grow in the RV world and yeah, more and more popping up. You know, there was yeah. the obvious ones and then we're getting someone asked and think, why are we even asked for this? And they send us a picture and it's like, oh, okay, it's an RV. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so, yeah. so just, on, you know, as well, uh, you know, um, another part of that, I suppose, is a little bit like the old Kiss band or something like that. Is there a back catalogue or such? You know, is there, you know, an old? Yeah, 100%. Um, so we have, so we have, we have, we have, I'd say, almost our entire range that we've always had um, available. Um, there has been some patterns that um, I guess, you know, as we've gone on, and, and our patterns have improved. You know, we've, we've had situations before where, you know, someone's sort of gone, oh, no, no, I don't like them. They're all loose fit and that and realised that they were looking at a, a 40 series. And, yep. you know, and then, but they're driving a 200 series. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah. They're a little bit, little bit different. Um, but we have had older patterns that we have discontinued until we're able to revisit them because, you know, in review now, we're like, it's not quite up to the standard of, of what we expect for the presentation. Yep. Um, an example that I can be is the 60 series Land Cruise. Yep. We used to probably 10 years ago do the 60 series. Uh, we discontinued it because, yeah, we just, it, it just didn't quite fit in and we felt it wasn't quite, the pattern wasn't quite right to what we wanted. And, and, and at the time, the demand wasn't quite there. So we're just like, look, we're just going to let that one go. Um, and now we've seen this massive resurgence um, in people rebuilding them and doing them. And, and so I think, yep. I actually think the one comes tomorrow. We've arranged one and we're going to redo that pattern. But yeah, we have patterns spanning all the way back to cars in you know, the 80s, 70s. It's over, I think it was over four and a half thousand um, partner patterns alone. Yeah, is what we have as far as a database. Fantastic. So, oh well, that's that's given us a great insight into the world of uh, that little black duck. And um, hmm. you know, it's you know, it, is, have you got anything else you want to tell the listeners about or? Um, in wrapping up, no, or? I think the main thing is just you know we we obviously like we say we we, we are very much a, a family owned business, Australian made, Australian operated, um, and still very much so. The founder of our company is literally about five meters to the right of me, sitting in his office there, still there, still can be talked to every day. So while we are quite a big, large company, I guess on the exterior, we're still very humble um, and you know uh, down to earth in our in our mindset and that here. And, and, and that's what we um, think, you know, makes us sort of, you know, understand what our consumers and that are. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're all out there experiencing it too and, and caravanning and four driving and yep. doing it. And so we're making a product that, that we would use and we would be proud of and, and, and we're yep. sure everyone else would be as well. So you're end users as well. You know, that's the... That's like exactly... Most people... I wouldn't... Then, I wouldn't yep. Yeah. You're just proud... Proud to wear the brand, but, you know, proud to use the brand as well. So, you know. And that's it. And that's why, you know, we try and be out there and be visible and, you know, and, um, you'll see me. I've got a – you can't miss my car if you're in WA. It's got black duck written all over it. And you'll see me down the beaches and out the four-wheel drive tracks and towing my camper trailer and fishing rods on the back and the whole lot. And we're out there. We're using them and abusing them and putting them to the test. Yeah. Well, it's a great country to do it in. So, uh, and like, uh, you know, we said earlier on, it's – it's a fantastic place to see this country. And if you can do that, a bit of comfort wrapped around your bum, you know, it just makes it so much easier. So, mate, Victor, I thank you for your time. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I hope the listeners have got a lot out of this. I know I have, and it's, it's taught me about the, the, uh, the cotton duck. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, it's certainly it, it's, it's a great brand. And, you know, I'm proud to, uh, you know, to have this chat with you. It's been very good. So I'll, I'll yeah, put no, it in. We- 
I'll put some information down the bottom of, uh, and I'll catch up with you offline. But you know where we can sort of, you know, the people can buy these from, etc. Especially the RV type people because I know that there's a lot of them looking for this now. And um, yeah, if we yeah. can get some we'll get some bits and pieces off here. We'll share that with the, the listeners and uh, we'll get some more sales. Yeah, fantastic. No, and we and we appreciate the support, and we love nothing more than seeing our product out there and on these cars and getting around and uh, yeah, just doing what they're intended. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much for your time. I know you're a busy man and looking after a brand as big as that in the marketing side is a hard job. So, mate, you've, you've done great and uh, thank you very much. So, well done. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Well, there you have it. Um, I think... And I thank uh, Victor for his openness and, um, you know, the passion that he shows where, uh, you know, the Black Duck brand sits within the Australian market is just fantastic. So Victor and the team and uh, to a great mate of mine, Perry. Perry is the, the GM of the, the the product Black Duck. I thank him for organising this chat because, you know, to get into the, the thrones of such an iconic brand is is you know is very hard these days and i thank them for for allowing me you know to have a chat and to let the people of the rv tour um you know get an understanding of what it, the, the the seat cover is so thanks again guys and uh yeah we'll uh, catch up next time on the rv tour thank you and bye